Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for today's podcast. There are many responses people are making to the prolonged results of this pandemic we are living through. But one of the things that we seldom hear about is the joy that can be ours as Christians because we have a living hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the last podcast, I talked about Peter writing to the persecuted believers scattered throughout the provinces of what is today modern-day Turkey. Peter was writing to believers who were going through tremendous hardship over a prolonged period of time simply because of their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Peter wrote to them that they have a living hope in a hopeless world. And one of the results of that living hope is an inexpressible and glorious joy. In fact, Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1, verse 8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Let's pray for a moment. God, I want to thank you that you are the source of life and breath and everything else and you are the source of joy itself. The kind of joy promised to those who are in a living relationship with you through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. A faith and a joy that's real, even in the midst of genuine hardship, where disappointment and heartache and other things are real, but there's a joy inexpressible that is born out of these times that can fill the heart of every Christian. So Lord, thank you for what Peter wrote. Thank you that it's your word And I pray you'll speak it to us today to encourage our hearts. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In one of Max Lucado's books called The Applause of Heaven, he told the story of how one evening he met an amazing man named Robert Reed. This is how Max Lucado told the story of that night. I have everything I need for joy, Robert Reed said. Amazing, I thought. His hands are twisted and his feet are useless. He can't bathe himself. He can't feed himself. He can't brush his teeth, comb his hair, or put on his underwear. His shirts are held together by strips of Velcro. His speech drags like a worn-out audio cassette. Robert has cerebral palsy. The disease keeps him from driving a car, riding a bike, and going for a walk, but it didn't keep him from graduating from high school or attending Abilene Christian University from which he graduated with a degree in Latin. Having cerebral palsy didn't keep him from teaching at a St. Louis junior college or from venturing overseas on five mission trips. And Robert's disease didn't prevent him from becoming a missionary in Portugal. He moved to Lisbon alone in 1972, and there he rented a hotel room and began studying Portuguese. He found a restaurant owner who would feed him after the rush hour and a tutor who would instruct him in the language. And then he stationed himself daily in a park where he distributed brochures about Christ. Within six years, he had led 70 people to the Lord, one of whom became his wife, Rosa. I heard Robert speak recently. I watched other men carry him in his wheelchair onto the platform. I watched them lay a Bible in his lap. I watched his stiff fingers force open the pages. And I watched people in the audience wipe away tears of admiration from their faces. Robert could have asked for sympathy or pity, but he did just the opposite. 
He held his bent and twisted hand up into the air and he boasted, I have everything I need for joy. Max Lucado said his shirts are held together by Velcro, but his life is held together by joy. I've shared Robert's story a few times over the years because it's such a powerful reminder to me of the joy that God gives, that it's real. A joy that makes no sense to most people, but a a joy that is undeniable in the hearts of those who discover it. That's the joy that only God gives, and he often uses trials to produce it. Peter called these suffering Christians to see that their trials had produced a hope that gave them an inexpressible and glorious joy. In fact, Peter said in verse 8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That word joy is the word delight. Inexpressible means unspeakable. In other words, you can't find the words to tell someone of the joy you have, even in the midst of trials. In fact, you have this joy because of the trials. Oswald Chambers once wrote, Christians don't have joy despite the trials. Christians have joy because of the trials. It produces a glorious joy. A magnified joy is the word. Trials make the glory of this joy even brighter, Peter's writing. People, this isn't pretend Pollyanna plastic smile Christianity. As anyone who reads further in First or Second Peter, you know that the trials these people suffered were painful and they were real. God's not asking us to pretend to have something that isn't, doesn't exist. But the realization that these trials were confirmation of their relationship with Jesus, as we saw it's proving their faith and the reality of their salvation, filled them with a joy that was real. Jesus suffered to bring them salvation. Now they learn that Jesus is continuing to suffer, living in them as he brings that salvation to completion. For he said in verse 9, For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The end result, the goal, the final, completed, intended result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This salvation process is being worked out and it will be completed. The whole sanctification process means that we have been saved from sin's penalty. We are being saved from sin's power, and one day we'll be saved even from sin's presence. You are, Peter said, present tense, receiving the end result of your faith right now. In other words, you are in this salvation reality right now. There is an inexpressible and glorious joy in you right now because you know that no matter what the future holds, God is in it. He will see you through it, and he will bring you safely home. You can't lose. In fact, you've already won. Peter said, this is the salvation that's ours through the suffering of Jesus that the prophets all wrote about. Peter said in verse 10, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of these things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Peter says the prophets didn't always understand the fullness of the scope of what they were writing. God revealed that the truth they proclaimed was for our benefit as well. 
That word has been proclaimed to us by the same Holy Spirit that inspired them. And that word has been faithfully transmitted to us when we hear the preaching of the gospel, faithfully preached in the name of God. That's why Peter would later write in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. Peter told these Christians, that word you believed is the very word of God, and that word is the basis of your faith. He said in verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Remember, faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. You haven't seen him, Peter said, but you love him. You don't see him now, but you believe in him. So you have the present joy of knowing that you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. People, you and I are just like them. We haven't seen, but we love him. We don't see him now, but we believe. That faith God is producing through his word and these trials is giving us the hope of a present joy. I am saved. I am loved. I am a child of God. Jesus does live in me. People, this salvation that we're receiving is so amazing, angels long to look into it. The angels saw the angelic host rebel led by Satan and they were cast out of heaven. There was no salvation for them. Mankind rebels against God and God sends his son to die on a cross to save him. And, and Peter said the angels are longing to look into these things. Literally, they're stooping down getting as close as they can to see it more clearly. The present tense, they're continually looking. They don't want to miss a thing. In fact, the scripture says that the holy angels and the demonic powers are learning about the magnitude of this salvation by watching us who are being saved. All this stuff we go through, angels are watching. The demonic host is watching. And they're learning how great and glorious and amazing this salvation that's being worked out and brought to us to completion. How amazing this really is. You know, I once read a piece by uh, Tullian Tavigian, who was the former pastor of the Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. And he said, suffering exposes the foundation of your life. In other words, suffering will reveal the true source of our joy and identity. He said, if the foundation of your happiness is your vocation, your relationships are your money, then suffering takes your source of joy away from you. But if your ultimate value in life is God, then suffering drives you closer to your source of joy, God himself. Folks, you and I are living through these days and days to come with Jesus Christ, the ever-present one. He's the Lord of all. He is fully in charge and completely in control. And he's promised us that through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we who have believed have a new birth into a living hope. And this living hope, even in the midst of whatever we face, gives us an inexpressible and glorious joy. It's the hope of a present joy, even in the midst of all of these things. A joy that will never be lost, stolen or faded. Peter said, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled 
with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.